guys, it's Sim and this bustling unlimited as it's Monday. Let me readjust this camera. For some reason I keep hitting my desk and then it bumps the camera, but it's Monday, and that means this is the wrestling wrap-up. A handful of news brought to you in one easy to watch video. As far as the news stories do go, we do have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, maybe nine stories, depending on what goes on. We've got the Raw review or preview as well. We're going to talk about John Moxley's current injury status, which is kind of... I don't know how to think about this. We'll get into that one. Cash Wheeler's possible injury status. Triple H may have been knighted by Endeavor. We'll see what that means. The NWA is trying to bring back the territory system. Who is Lexus King? And so much more. Because again, this is the wrestling wrap-up. Every Monday and Friday, right here, Pro Wrestling Unlimited. We bring you all the news over the last couple of days, so you don't have to go searching for all of it yourself. You can just listen to it right here, right now. Again, you can watch this or listen to this podcast a number of different ways. Switch.tv forward slash Unlimited, YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited, or podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Remember, if you are watching live on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can help us out by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime. Because remember, if you have Amazon Prime, then you have Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, free stuff for games. And you always get one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the do you want to subscribe to here on Twitch? And we'd greatly appreciate it if you did right here for Wrestling Unlimited. Remember, all you got to do is take that Twitch account, take that Amazon Prime account, link them together, bada bing, bada boom, your Prime Gaming. And I know a lot of you may have just signed up for Amazon Prime recently for that Thursday Night Football. So take advantage of it. Also, remember, head over to YouTube, hit that join button, and become a channel member. And finally, head over to the Epic Game Store. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Whether you're getting the new game, Assassin's Creed Mirage, getting an old game like Horizon Forbidden West, which is kind of new on PC, but not really that new of a game, almost a year old now, or you're claiming the free game, Godlike Burger. Maybe you're getting bucks for Rocket League, Fortnite, and Fall Guys. Use this code right here, PWUnlimited, at checkout, and you will be supporting us at no extra cost. Again, use code P-W-U-N-L-I-M-I-T-E-D at checkout, and you will be supporting us at no extra cost. Like I said, the free game right now, Godlike Burger. Is it good? Yes. Have I played it? Yes. I might actually stream it tonight. Not 100% sure. Maybe I'll stream that while we... I got an idea. Maybe we'll stream some Godlike Burger after the Raw review tonight. And then we'll do more Jackbox. We had a great Jackbox stream last night, twitch.tv forward slash Timmy Buddy. And I want to get more of you guys in to do more Jackbox streams and maybe even do some wrestling-themed Jackbox stuff. I've got some things in mind. I've got some things in mind. But as far as that all does go, we've got news to talk about and some interesting news at that. The first thing we're going to talk about is John Moxley. We all know that a couple of weeks ago, John Moxley defended the international championship against Ray Phoenix, ended up suffering a concussion in that match, and called an audible. Basically, it was like, I, no, I'm not winning this match. We're putting the title on Phoenix, 
and we go from there. We still don't fully know if that was a 100% Moxley call or if word got back to Tony Khan and then Tony made the call because if Tony would have made the call, you would have think Rick Knox would have known. But then the way it all went down with Rick Knox, not, I don't know. That's a whole weird, interesting story in itself. But with that, John Moxley has been out of action with a concussion. And then last week on Dynamite, they said, hey, next week on Title Tuesday, it's going to be John Moxley challenging Ray Phoenix for the International Championship. So it's like, oh, so John must have been cleared. But mm, according to John at a Wrestling Revolver show, he hasn't yet been cleared. This write-up does come from Joseph Courier of FRW Online as they state the following. AEW star John Moxley wasn't able to compete in his scheduled match for Wrestling Revolver on Sunday night. Moxley was supposed to face Gringo Loco in a Lucha Street fight at Sunday's Wrestling Redemption event in Dayton, Ohio, but Rich Swan ended up replacing Moxley in the match. Moxley appeared in front of the crowd and announced that doctors would not let him wrestle on the show. Gringo Loco defeated Swan in the match. Now, that's an interesting thing, and that could be taken a couple of different ways. Now, we could think, okay, he's technically really not cleared yet. Mox has not been cleared, and they jumped the gun, maybe, announcing him for the show tomorrow night in Title Tuesday, hoping that he's going to get cleared. Or he has been cleared. Tony doesn't want him to do the match and possibly get hurt again, and so he said, doctors haven't cleared him. So there's no heat on Tony Connor AEW from pulling him from the show. Now, he still appeared and was there and everything, but he didn't wrestle. So that's a couple of different things that we can look at here. A, is he really just not cleared? Because that's very possible. Or is it that AEW pulled him and he just said doctors so that way people ain't mad at old Tony Khan. But regardless... AEW hasn't made any statement on this. John Moxley hasn't made any statement on this regarding what this means for tomorrow's match with Ray Phoenix. As of right now, the match is still on for the most for what we know. Moxley is still scheduled to face Ray Phoenix tomorrow night on AEW Dynamite for the International Championship, where I assume Moxley wins the belt back because Moxley was never supposed to drop the belt to Phoenix, and that's going to be an interesting match. Because if Moxley isn't 100%, then we're going in there with two guys that are being banged up, beat up. Phoenix is so beat up right now that they wouldn't even let him compete at the Wrestle Dream show. They did a, quote, injury angle to get him out of that match so he didn't accidentally possibly get hurt worse. Like, Phoenix selling the back is legit. He's got a really bad back. But... We'll figure it out. We'll see how it goes. We'll listen to what they say. And yeah, whether or not John Moxley is cleared tomorrow, we will have to wait and see. Because knowing them, they're going to wait till the last minute. And not just them, but any wrestling company. They're going to wait till the last minute to announce, oh, nope, he's actually not cleared. we got to pull him from the show. Because like last week, well, mm, that was storyline. I was say the Damian Priest thing on Raw not being cleared. That was storyline, though. So that's not a good comparison. But yeah, Moxley said he's not cleared yet because of, and, and, and he didn't say that AEW wouldn't allow me to do the match. He said, Doctors haven't cleared me, which does scare me a little for tomorrow. I don't think Tony Khan will let him go out there with a concussion and wrestle. But I just hope that if he does wrestle tomorrow against Phoenix, he's 100% and he's not going out there at 70, 80, 90. 
But speaking of injuries in All Elite Wrestling, we saw a title change this past Saturday night when it comes to AEW Collision and the AEW World Tag Team Championships. <clears throat> we got new tag team champions in Big Bill and Ricky Starks as FTR dropped the titles in, well, interesting fashion. Basically, FTR were killed in a sub-five-minute match with Cash Wheeler not taking any damage other than being put through a table, the announce table, that is. And so the big question arose of what's going on with FTR? What's going on with FTR, and why were they killed in such a manner? Some said, oh, they're leaving the company. Are they getting out of AEW and this and that? And that's not true because they signed new contracts recently. They're locked in until 2027. But it seems like all of this was done to, what's the word I'm looking for? Cover up an injury to Cash Wheeler. Now, maybe it's not a full cover-up because Cash did state in the opening little promo, I got a messed up rib or I got messed up ribs, but we're still out here fighting. Now, Dax Wheeler and Cash Harwood did drop the AEW Tag Team Championships to Ricky Starks and Big Bill in a match that went less than five minutes as stated. On Wrestling Observer Radio this past weekend, Brian Alvarez stated, Cash is injured. Meltzer said, that's what it sure appeared that's what it sure appeared to be. Alvarez would respond stating, "Well, he is injured. That's the story. The story they told on television was that it was at the pay-per-view when Aussie Open ran the ran them together. They sold it like he'd injured his ribs there. I don't know how long FTR will be out of action though." Alvarez did state. So FTR dropping the tag team titles comes after a 4-month uh, after a fourth match against the Young Bucks had seemingly been set up for AEW full gear. Because remember, the Young Bucks became new number one contenders for the AEW World Tag Team titles. They were most likely going to get that title shot at full gear. It's whenever they want to claim their title shot. And so everyone's like, oh boy, oh yes, FTR, Young Bucks again. But it doesn't look the case. Now it looks like it's going to be Ricky and Bill against the Young Bucks at full gear. So, yeah, I don't know if it's actually a broken rib or not, but that is the going consensus that they want us to believe, at least right now, but it is being stated by Brian Alvarez of F4W Online and the Wrestling Observer that Cash is injured, and that is why they did the match the way they did last Saturday. Now, coming out of last Saturday's AEW Rampage tapings, we may have gotten some more injuries coming out of that show as well. Uh, this does come from Mike Johnson over at PW Insider as he wrote, quote, There was talks on Saturday's Ring of Honor tapings that Kip Sabian banged up his jaw and might have been injured. We haven't been able to confirm the nature of the injury, but... He was in the ring being checked out by WWE or by AEW's doctors after a match with Anthony Henry. That will air this Thursday. So it is believed that Kip Sabian may have suffered a jaw injury this past week on the ROH tapings. Then in that same light on the same night, Luchasaurus may have suffered an injury as well. According to Brian Alvarez of the uh, the Wrestling Observer, he did state, I think Luchasaurus may have broken his finger during this segment. So, add that to the list. He said, I don't 
Uh, when Al when Mel Meltzer asked him what happened, Alvarez responded, I don't know. I just heard he might have a broken finger. So two injuries coming out of last week's AEW Rampage and or Collision and Ring of Honor tapings, one to Kip Sabian and one to Luchasaurus. As we move on from AEW news, we got a very interesting rumor being talked about backstage within WWE. This does come, or this rumor does come from Mike Johnson at PW Insider. And it all has to do with Triple H possibly getting knighted by Endeavor and being given more power. PW Insider is reporting that word going around WWE is that Vince McMahon is no longer involved with the creative end of things. It was stated that the belief among wrestlers and people in the company is that Paul Triple H Levesque has been, quote, knighted by Endeavor and will be the one driving 99.9% .9 of creative going forward. That is not 100% confirmed by the company, but several people in the company believe this to be the case. During the WWE Fastlane post-show press conference, Triple H talked about the position, uh, the positive atmosphere backstage with WWE right now, and how he believes that Endeavor is going to help them grow tremendously to the, to the heights and ranks they were not able to do before Endeavor took over. He's like, we want to do local globalization. We want to take NXT brands and developmental brands all over the world. And we've wanted to do this for a while, but now we have an even bigger scope on how to do that with help from Endeavor and TKO. This is interesting. Now, I've had people tell me, and I thought the same thing, over the last couple of weeks, Raw and SmackDown did feel different. They felt more like what we came accustomed to as being called Triple H-like shows. Less filler and more content of, of note. More wrestling, longer matches. I think it was, what, two weeks ago on Raw where we had, like, a bunch of 15-minute matches. There's like three or four 15-minute matches and not a lot of backstage filler that didn't really seem to matter. Stuff that really, like a lot of meat on these shows. And like I said, I think it was last Monday I even said it. This feels like the best Raw we've seen in a very, very long time. So kudos to, you know, if this is true, whoever at Endeavor made the call of saying, no, 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 Paul... You're taking the lead. You've got, you know, mostly the call on creative. Whatever you want to do, you're going to do. And that, if that's true, then that is the first big, good, positive thing to come out of this merger of Vince, leave him be, let him do his thing, let him run and uh, run these shows. So hopefully this is true and we get more Triple H influence going forward on Raw SmackDown and every, just about everything in WWE. Also, Triple H did state on, speaking of people having power, Triple H did basically state on the post-Fastlane post uh, press conference that he's just given John Michaels and Matt Bloom the free reign to do what they want to do down there with NXT. And he's just like, they're doing great things, running that show, running that, you know, brand and the PC down there. He's like, the things I see them do, I am very excited to see. So it really sounds like Triple H has been given full reign of the main roster, He's given Matt Bloom and Shawn Michaels basically full reign of NXT. But speaking of Fastlane, Fastlane set some records this weekend for the WWE. 
WWE touts the following. WWE issued a press release on Monday touting the success of WWE Fastlane. WWE, part of TKO Group Holdings, today announced that Fastlane, which emanated from the Gainbridge Fieldhouse in Indianapolis, Indiana, became the most watched and highest grossing Fastlane in company history. The premium live event set new Fastlane records for viewership, gate, and sponsorship. Viewership for Fastlane was up 71% for, from, versus the last one we did. they did in 2021. The sold-out show marked the largest gate ever for a Fastlane, up more than 31% versus the previous record set in Columbus, or, no, Cleveland in 2016 and became the highest-grossing WWE event ever in Indianapolis. In addition, Fastlane sponsorship, the revenue for that was up 60%, Versus the previous record set in 2021. There we go. WWE set some more records for this past weekend at WWE Fastlane. But as we move forward, we're going to talk about, well, can we call it Hurt Business 2.0 or no? Can we call Bobby and the Street Profits? Hurt Business 2.0, or are we just not doing that? Are we just not doing that? Because I, 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 it's tough because I love the Hurt Business, and this is not the Hurt Business. This is so different from what the Hurt Business was. I will say that for sure. But with that, word came out over the last couple of days that a new member could be added to this group with Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. The new stable of Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits have been taking over the SmackDown brand with a lot of interest on where are they going. Since the group's formation many weeks ago, many fans have speculated about more wrestlers joining the group, and that is something that actually has been pitched. For a report from a Fightful, <clears throat> excuse me, they do state that Odyssey Jones was recently brought up in conversation about being a potential member of this group. Jones was drafted to the WWE Raw brand in 2023's WWE Draft, though has not been appearing on television at all. He has worked a number of dark matches for the SmackDown brand in recent months, most recently at the WWE Superstar Spectacle event in India. The group did wrestle and lose to the LWO and Carlito this past weekend, so maybe they need some excuse me, maybe they need somebody as a muscle. Maybe they need somebody as a Heavy to do some more hard hitting for them, and that could be Odyssey Jones. No other real details were given here other than Odyssey Jones' name has come up in discussions as being added to the group with Bobby Lashley, Bobby Lashley, and um, the Street Profits. I'm thinking of another name being added to uh, Friday Night SmackDown. Dragon Lee is officially now on the main. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hold on. Give me one second, guys. All right. Some caught in my throat. I don't know, like a big-ass loogie. Let's try that again. Speaking of somebody else being added to Friday Night SmackDown from NXT, Dragon Lee is now officially a main roster superstar. Over the weekend, it was made note that WWE added the SmackDown logo to Dragon Lee's actual WWE.com profile Basically seemingly telling us 
He's now a full-fledged main roster member on the blue brand. WWE's website now lists Dragon Lee as a member of the SmackDown roster. Lee was in action this past Friday, defeating Austin Theory. It was Lee's second straight week appearing on the show. Looks like they're going to lead into this, going into Dragon Lee and Cameron Grimes against um, Austin Theory and Grayson Waller is what it seems like this is going to lead into based off of how that match last Friday did conclude with Cameron Grimes coming out and helping Dragon Lee. Lee won his match against Theory, like I stated. And now we have to wait and see exactly what the plans could be for Dragon Lee on the main roster. I like it. I know when Dragon Lee first got signed, his manager did an interview and was like, yeah, he's going to start in NXT. They're going to phase him in, teach him their ways, and within a year, he will be on the main roster. Well, a year would have been December, and it's less than a year, and he's now on the main roster. I think this is great. I think this is awesome. There's always been the rumor of, well, Ray can't go forever, so they need their next big Lucha Mexican wrestler. Some thought it was going to be Santos Escobar. I don't think it is. I think in the end, Santos needs to go back heel, and he's just such a better. Santos Escobar, don't get me wrong, has been tremendous as a babyface with the LWO. But I think in the end, what needs to happen is the LWO turns on Rey Mysterio and goes heel. Whether that is all members of the LWO, Santos, Cruz del Toro, Joaquin Wilde, and Zelina Vega, or if maybe it's Sant... They probably wouldn't do this, but hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. The LWO turn on Ray. They beat down Ray. The Santos really wants that U.S. title. Zelina, super conflicted because she didn't know this was happening, goes, Santos, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Stop. And then out comes the original female of Legado del Fantasma, Alexa Lopez, and she takes down Zelina Vega. Vega is now aligned with Ray. Santos has Electra Lopez back, and there we go. Because I always thought Electra Lopez was so good with this group. Granted, Zelina's great, but I thought Legado del Fantasma, and their incarnation of what that was in NXT with Santos Escobar, Joaquin Wilde, Cruz del Toro, and Electra Lopez was a tremendous heel group. I doubt they do it and bring Lopez up and replace Zelina with her and then Zelina this. And I, I doubt they do it. But how cool would that be? Where she's like, hey, you may have taken my spot, but an old friend came calling and I came back or something. I don't know. I don't know how they would do it, but I thought she was always just so good in that role as like the, the female mob boss kind of deal. Because, you know, you know, you felt like she was always kind of like, not in control, in control, but she was making the deals happen back backstage and whatnot for Legato Del Fantasma. She was there Rhea Ripley, I guess you could say, but not quite a Rhea Ripley, but the character-wise, as far as like the female who's really getting the job done backstage and making things happen for her guys. Sinsider says, what about Carlito? Good question. Carlito, I'd pair him with Ray. I'd pair him with Ray. Or just... Have him go off and do his own thing and not actually make him a member of LWO. Because he doesn't need to be. Carlito doesn't need to be a member of the LWO. Now, let's talk about more NXT things. Two NXT superstars. Well, their contracts are coming up. And I think 
they're not renewing because they said like a while ago they wanted out of the company. A PW Insider reported back on 9-16 that the Dyad, also known as Grizzled Young Vets, their contracts are coming up. And they're coming up this weekend. The team are under contract until October 14th. We have heard there are multiple companies interested in them, both here in the United States and Europe, and they are free when they are free and clear. The belief among those we've spoken with is that the team will remain based out of the United States going forward, though. Currently, there are still they are still listed on WWE's internal roster, but unless there is a last-second change of heart, they will be leaving this weekend. Basically, until their contracts are up, WWE is going to keep them listed on the internal roster, of course. We saw that with Adam Copeland, but they stated a while ago they wanted out. They wanted their release. They wanted to leave WWE. WWE said, no, wait out your contract. And now they're doing so. But the big question is, where do they go? I can see them going to Impact. They, they seem like a tag team that would fit actually pretty perfect in Impact Wrestling. But I can also see them going to AEW. The only problem is, I can also see them getting lost in AEW in the shuffle. I don't know why, but just something makes me feel like if they go to AEW, they might get the fanfare... At first, really quickly, hey, look at these guys. And then, I don't know. There's just something about them. I love the Grizzled Young Vets. I think they're a tremendous tag team. But there's just something about them that makes me feel like Tony would throw them on Ring of Honor. And it's like, uh, I don't know about that. So, we'll have to see what happens coming out of this uh, this upcoming weekend. Their contracts are up on Saturday. So, maybe they show up somewhere Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Have to wait and see. Now, with some people leaving NXT, we got somebody new coming into NXT, and that is Brian Pillman Jr. Yet, it looks like he's not going to be called Brian Pillman Jr. According to Mike Johnson of PW Insider, he did note on their Elite Audio that Brian Pillman Jr. won't get to keep his name when he goes to NXT. He stated, quote, WWE trademarked a ring name for Lexus King. And we have heard around the WWE Performance Center that this name was earmarked for Brian Pillman Jr. The new name would make a bit of sense. It was noted that Lexus would be short for Alexis, Brian Pillman's half-sister's name who tragically passed away in a car accident. Also, King is the last name of Brian Pillman's mother, uh, Melanie. So basically... Merging his sister's name and his mom's maiden last name. Lexus King. Alexis King. And there you go. Not Lexus. Lexis. L-A-X-I-S. Lexus. Short for Alexis. To pay tribute to his sister and his mom. If that is the route they're going though. So, yeah. Very, very, very interesting there. He's not going to be Brian Pillman Jr. So, I'll have to wait and see. And the final news story we do have for you. This is an interesting one that broke over the weekend. The NWA is bringing back the territory system. The NWA is a promotion that, well, sometimes gets underlooked. Overlooked, I guess, is the actual right word. And the promotion put out a press release on Monday announcing some big news. Uh, NWA World Heavyweight Champion EC3's Exodus Pro promotion out of Cleveland was revealed as the first new NWA-affiliated to- uh, territory 
of this new modern era. And I'm like, oh, they're working with Exodus Pro? You mean control your narrative? Press release itself, though, did state the following. National Wrestling Alliance earmarks on historic territory system revival under leadership of President William Patrick Corgan. The first affiliate territory for the Lightning One era is the NWA's Exodus Pro Midwest. Territory is led by NWA World Heavyweight Champion EC3. More territories are being explored domestically and internationally. In a move marking a pivotal moment in the history of the National Wrestling Alliance, President William Patrick Corgan has announced the revival of the promotion's territorial system, a cherished addition, tradition for the NWA, which harkens back to the roots of professional wrestling and the alliance's formation 75 years ago. The move is amid the fostering collaboration, unity, and the development of future wrestling stars. The inaugural affiliated territory to join the initiative is NWA Exodus Pro Midwest, under the stewardship of none other than the NWA's World Heavyweight Champion, EC3. In a statement reflecting the essence of this, Billy Corgan remarked, We are returning to the collaboration that defined the NWA, embracing a model that not only honors our rich history, but also propels us into a future of young stars. The initial undertaking with NWA Exodus Pro, as well as all our affiliate, affiliate promotions to come, will play a pivotal role in who appears in NW, on NWA television in the future, as well as affording those affiliate promotions consistent access to all the top NWA champions and superstars. NWA Exodus Pro Midwest, led by the illustrious NWA World Heavyweight Champion EC3, will see its men's heavyweight championship officially recognized by the NWA, a testament to the gravity of this new chapter in NWA history. This collaboration not only signifies a mutual partnership, but also symbolizes a shared commitment to the growth and evolution of professional wrestling. EC3 expresses his excitement, stating, quote, I'm honored to lead NWA Exodus Pro Midwest into the new chapter. I've long sought a way to create a platform of opportunity for up-and-coming talent to, quote, tell their story. With the WPC and the NWA, I have the right partner and the wrestling's most important legacy to have the NWA's brand, create shows, and cultivate talent, especially in the Midwest region, is something I'm incredibly passionate about. Together, we will pave the way for a future that respects the tradition of the past while pushing the boundaries of what's possible. Dare I say, we can, quote, control the narrative. The inaugural celebration of this historic affiliation will mark the, quote, NWA presents Mahain, or however you say, Sam Samhain, on October 28th, and Temple Live in Cleveland. Fans can secure tickets via nwatix.com. Basically, Billy Corgan wants to work with indie promotions and say that they're part of the NWA, and this is what they used to do back in the day. When TNA first started, it was NWA TNA. They also had back in the day, like, NWA Anarchy, which was, I can't remember the actual promotion, but it was funny because when I found TNA for the first time, NWA TNA, it was at like 11.30 on a random antenna TV channel, like broadcast local channel. And it was, they were still doing the Wednesday pay-per-views, but they were doing on local TV recaps. And I'm like, oh, well, this is cool. What is this new company? 
I've heard that name. I know who that wrestler. Oh, they got big name guys. And then that show would end and boom. No, it was NWA Wild Side. Not Anarchy. It was Wild Side. NWA Wild Side would come on afterwards. That's the first time I really saw AJ Styles. Abyss was on that as well. And I'm like, oh, this is this is really cool. But they were NWA affiliated promotions working with the NWA. Now my question is. Any of these NWA-affiliated promotions, NWA Wildside, or not NWA Wildside, NWA Exodus Midwest, whatever you want to call it, Exodus Pro Midwest, or whatever they're going to do going forward, is this going to hurt indie wrestlers and where they're able to go? Say somebody in AEW wants to go work indies. Are they going to be allowed to work these NWA-affiliated promotions? We don't see anybody from AEW work NWA tapings. So now if you have three, four, five indie promotions that are now branded NWA dot, 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 is that going to hurt who they can get outside of the NWA and off of the indie scene? Or is Impact going to say, no, we don't want you guys working this because they're affiliated with the NWA? Is AEW going to say, no, we don't want you working this because you're affiliated with the NWA? Even though you worked them in the past plenty while working for us, now that they're under the NWA brand, we don't want you going there. Could that happen? That's something that's very possible that you have to look at. So I think this is something that we're not going to really be talking much about because, like, who talks about the NWA anyways? But I did think this was a very interesting story on how it could lead to certain indie stars or even, like, AEW and Impact wrestlers that do work the indies not being able to work certain places possibly now because of this. Uh, that's just my thinking. So. Yeah, this is an interesting one for sure that I'm going to keep an eye on, but it's not something we're probably going to talk about much. What we're going to talk about much is Monday Night Raw because that's going to wrap up the wrap-up, but then we'll be back here later on tonight for Monday Night Raw. So far, three things have been announced for tonight's Monday Night Raw. We do know that the NXT Women's Championship will be on the line when uh, Becky Lynch defends against Tegan Knox. Now, match was supposed to happen last week. Becky's stitches weren't healed. Becky did show a photo on social media of her stitches healing up. So hopefully they're fully healed up now, good enough, and this match just happened. Also, we do know in a Viking rules match, Kofi Kingston will be taking on Ivar and finally... Nia Jax will be going one-on-one with Raquel Rodriguez. With that, guys, that is going to wrap everything up here. I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Again, remember, we will be back tonight following Monday Night Raw. So with that, guys, have a great rest of your night. And we'll see you next. Or a day, actually. It's not night. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll see you guys a little bit later. Have a good one, guys.